Hallelujah. I'd like to start with the meditation of the week from Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh, come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, please guide this servant through the Holy Spirit, to testify your word today. Also may the same Spirit anoint each and every listener of today's message to gain wisdom and understanding of your word. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This week's word title is Greatest Blessing for Those Circumcised by Christ to be translated before the Great Tribulation. The message comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 23. Please follow along if you have your Bible. I'll go ahead and read it. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of, spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, 
heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Amen. There are two kinds of man. The first one is the bride of Christ walking with God to be translated before the great tribulation. The second group is the one that is to be saved to enter into the millennial kingdom of Christ. Now of the first group of man, we're going to search the scriptures. Christ had been planned to come into the world before God laid the foundation of the world. In addition, the Bible says that anyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ and enters into Christ is blessed to be adopted by God since then. According to Ephesians 1 verses 4 and 5, according as he has chosen us, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Apostle Paul, who received this blessing, testified that not only was he in Christ, but also Christ was in him. It is the same confession of Jesus saying, He is in the Father, and the Father is in him. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, in the flesh I live, by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 A brother in Christ had told me recently that he had been feeling really bad and sad because he had been putting off reading the Bible. Holy Spirit reminded me this verse, Galatians 2.20, and I had to share it telling him that it is no longer 
you feeling bad, but Jesus within you is feeling not good. I texted, I texted him this verse later on in the day. Apostle Paul testified that it is a mystery to have Christ within him. And he also witnessed that he was circumcised by Christ. He also testified of the change happened with him as the result of the circumcision of Christ. In Colossians 1, 26-27, he said, Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In chapter 2, verse 11, he also said this, In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. As witnessed by Apostle Peter, the end of faith is the salvation of our souls. He mentioned this in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. Anyone who believes in Christ's death and resurrection, Christ enters in and separates our souls from the body of sins. In other words, the unsaved person is a trinity of dead spirit, the soul under destruction, and corruptible body due to sins. Therefore, God raises the spirit of those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to be born again and separates the soul from the body of sins. After King David realized this, after he committed adultery and murder, he prayed to God. He said this in Psalm 51, verse 5, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. In Psalms 119.25, he also said this, My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. King David offered a prayer of supplication to save his soul from the body of sins like dust. The Holy Spirit in David made him pray to God, who is going to save souls through Christ's circumcision in the future. Regarding Christ's circumcision, Apostle Paul testified to the Hebrews of what the word, the Christ, does in the body of the believers. He testified this in Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Those who are circumcised by Christ, their souls separated from the body of sins, 
must live the life that follows the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Christ no longer follows the body of sins. These are the ones who have received the Spirit adoption of God. So they are the ones who have received the greatest blessings, calling God Abba, Father. It is a testimony that the indwelling Holy Spirit testifies them as the children of God with the Spirit within them. Not only that, but also as the heirs of God, as well as the co-heirs with Christ, seeing the glory that Christ will bring forth when he returns and establishes kingdom. They can rejoice in the midst of suffering with Christ, even while groaning in pain while suffering. When Christ appears, they shall look forward to living the life as adopted sons of God. Also, since being circumcised by Christ, they are groaning and suffering while keeping the faith and the hope as they watch the creatures waiting to be free from the bondage of corruption and reach the glorious freedom of the children of God. They have to wait until they put off the body of sins when Christ appears in the air. So just like Apostle Paul testified, until Christ appears in the air to give us the new, brand new body, as long as we're still in this physical form, this body that we were born in, in flesh, uh, regardless of your age, um, your health, your conditions, everybody has some sort of sufferings and pain, you know. You ever get that moment when you're so so in so much pain that you just kind of just make noise, just groaning in your bed, you know, like a really high fever. I've had it before. And some of you may have had worse pain than I can describe. So the next verse that came to mind was um, it's from 1 Corinthians 15.19. It says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. How devastating is that? You know, living less than 100 years, full of labor, full of sorrows. You know, you work your entire life starting with school, all the way from kindergarten, all the way to making your paycheck, working day day and night, you know, making your joints just wear out. And when you get old, you're just suffering and groaning. There's no hope in life. Is that all you got to live for? But behold, the Bible tells us that Jesus is coming back to take back his kingdom. The millennial kingdom... 1,000-year reign of King Jesus Christ. That should be something we should hope for and wait on. The next verse comes from Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Back to the main message. Apostle Paul testified of the mystery of the day of rapture. 
Gotta have faith on that day. When they put off the body of sins of the children of God who are waiting for the redemption of the body. Apostle Paul testified this in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. All the saints that passed away after Christ's resurrection, up until today, they'll resurrect first, getting their new body. Then, us, in this time, in this generation, when we see the day of rapture, us living people, the living children of God, will be translated just like Enoch did. So we won't see death. When Christ returns and establishes his kingdom, only the children of God born of the Holy Spirit shall enjoy the greatest blessing of glory by putting on the glorified body and reigning with Christ. Now, moving on, next is for the second group of man, the remnant of Jews who believe in Jesus Christ, keeping the commandments during the great tribulation, shall enter into the kingdom of Christ. Prophet Isaiah previewed and witnessed of them in Isaiah 35, verses 5 through 10, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, the fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up on, shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. As another group of man, an hundred forty and four thousand shall participate in the glory of Christ. That's twelve thousand each from twelve tribes of Israel. In Revelation 14, Verses 1 and 2, Apostle John testified this, And I looked, and lo, 
a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him an hundred forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. Moreover, during the great tribulation, the Gentiles, who wash and purify their robes by the blood of the Lamb, shall participate in the glory of Christ's kingdom. Apostle John witnessed this sight in the Holy Spirit. They are holding palm branches. When Jesus rode on a donkey and entered Jerusalem in first advent, it reminds of those who cried out Hosanna with palm branches. In Revelation 7, verses 9 through 10, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. Next up is verses from 14 through 17. These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and make them, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple, and he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sunlight on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There is another group of blessing. These are the people of the sheep when the Lord Jesus Christ comes and sits on the throne of glory to judge the nations. They are the nations of people who helped the Jews during the Great Tribulation. Jesus himself spoke of this in Matthew twenty-five thirty-one through 34 When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come. Ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Also in verse 40, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. 
That's right. Finally, when the Lord Jesus Christ returns and restores Israel to establish His own kingdom, there shall be judgments and blessings for all of them born in the world. Therefore, we have to choose the greatest blessing in these last days. It is the very time when we are circumcised by Christ to put off the body of sins through believing the gospel of Christ to be the children of God as well as the bride of Christ. We are supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit to walk with God and to be prepared to meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the air. Blessings to all of you and may the grace and knowledge of truth of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus be with you all. Amen.